This episode of The Citadel Cafe is brought to you by listeners like you. Visit patreon.com slash thecitadelcafe to find out how you can become a patron and help make this show possible. This is the Citadel Cafe, episode number 468 for Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. My name is Joel Duggan, and the Citadel Cafe is where my friends and I hang out to talk about the geeky stuff that we are into. And I have a new friend this week, Mr. Tadpole Milk. You can find Tadpole at Tadpole underscore Milk underscore on Twitter and on Twitch, and Tadpole Milk without the underscores on YouTube. Hello, sir. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. My <laughs> pleasure. Thanks for agreeing to come on. For folks that don't know, uh, Tadpole and I have been circling one another on the interwebs uh, as uh, we are both avid Minecraft players and Minecraft content creators. And a lot of the times when I finish my Twitch streams, Tadpole is live. And so I tend to raid Tadpole quite a bit. <laughs> There's also a bit of uh, overflow between our our two communities, which brings me actually to the, the first message that I have to deliver, which is Cosmic says hi. <laughs> I was instructed before I hit record. I was as well instructed mm -hmm, to tell you that Cosmic mm -hmm. said hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see what they did there? You, you see how they line that up? Uh, perfect. That, yep. Yep. <laughs> they are giggling themselves silly. Uh, this is your first time. Uh, but uh, the last time I think it happened with, with Steven, we both caught on before the show and we had a good laugh about it. But uh <laughs> yeah, it does. It does happen uh, when when both guests are known. Uh, some shenanigans behind the scenes take place. Nice. So, for folks that don't know, uh, or maybe want to find out now that they know where they can find you on the internet, when someone shows up on Twitch to to watch you live, uh, obviously you're playing Minecraft, as I mentioned. But what what kind of things can people expect when they show up to your community and, and your stream? So when they show up, um, my community loves to. Uh, use sounds on my channel so if loud sounds are not your thing <laughs> be warned it is they do like to scare but we do like to keep it family friendly uh we call it family friendly adjacent so we kind of we'll, we'll play a little innuendos but that's about it i'll try to create a space that is uh welcoming and warm for every walk of life doesn't matter who you are where you are what you're doing if you want to come in relax hang out that's what we're trying to do that sounds awesome. I mean, and people can probably figure out why, you know, I would send my community over to yours with with that description, because I uh, I think the family friendly adjacent is something I'm leaning harder into these days. I am <laughs> I am. Oh, I'm I mean, obviously keeping it family friendly for the amount of Minecraft content that that I do is is um, kind of a, a no brainer. But as I venture into other video games, as I'm looking forward to playing Starfield when it comes out in about a month then I will have to, of course, let Twitch know that the game is, you know, NC-17 or, or whatever the rating right. is for it. Uh, and I don't know if there's adult language in, in Starfield. Uh, if there is, then I, um, I don't tend to 
repeat it myself that much on stream just because I, I think mostly because of the Spawn Chunks podcast. But uh, on this show, <laughs> I forgot to let you know before we hit record. It doesn't fucking matter. We can keep it. Uh, <laughs> we can do whatever we want on this show because years ago we started talking about Game of Thrones on this show weekly. Oh, and yeah. There okay. was no way. It didn't <laughs> yeah. matter whether we were swearing or not. There was just no way to keep it family friendly with all the stuff that happened in that show. Right. Yeah. That one's not staying clean. <laughs> exactly. And it's not like we're vulgar, but like sometimes you just really dislike a show and you really need to let people know that this is solid it, gold yeah, shit and, yeah. and there's no way yeah. around it. <laughs> doesn't happen all that often. I, I find more lately I've been watching things that I, I'm more into than not. Um, so when, when people are welcomed into your community and then they're sitting there and enjoying some Minecraft, like what kind of things are you up to in Minecraft? Are you doing single player, multiplayer? Like what's the mainstay when people show up? So my, my thing is I have a, I have a long-term forever single player world. Um, when I started playing, so when, when I first started playing Java Minecraft, um, I started streaming. So the world I play in my single player world wow. was my very first Java world. Cool. I had played Minecraft yeah, on, on the Xbox that I started with. My, my kids got me started playing Minecraft. And I was like, oh my gosh, how did I not know about this game for all these years? Like, this is amazing. I've only been playing since about, um, uh, right before the nether update is when i first started playing minecraft okay um, wow so like I, not not a long time have i been playing um but yeah as soon as i got a laptop for christmas it was a gift i was like oh, well i'm streaming and my internet was trash i had no i had no idea what i was doing i watched a bunch of videos and i just kept getting better and better and better and i was like i just want to build like ridiculously large things and have fun doing it. And I hope people will come in and chat and just say, hey, you know, I did this or this is going on. And then we'll chat while you're doing the grindy things in Minecraft. And and that's what's happening. And people are just coming in and relaxing. And I, I equate it to if you remember when you were kids and you went over to your friend's house and there'd be like five or six of you there and you're just doing random things. Someone's reading comics, someone's playing a video game, mm -hmm. you know couple guys are throwing a baseball in the house which you're not supposed to be doing right and you're just <laughs> yeah you know, you're just be, you're bsing about nothing at all and a couple yeah. people come and go throughout the day that's kind of the environment i'm trying to create like i'm gonna be there okay i'm gonna be there that's my house we're hanging out come hang out if you gotta go you gotta go if you want to come in that's cool i mean that's 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 the vibe i'm going for so just and just any kind of weird thing i want to build that's what we're building and then I got lucky enough to get invited to um, a couple of SMPs. I was invited to Friends of Nonsense uh, with Small Cats. Uh, I got invited to the Candle World um, that a fellow, fellow, a fellow Halcyonite, which I am now on Halcyon Heights, amazingly Chronicle 2, I got invited to that. So like adapting to the uh, SMP servers and playing with others has been just so much fun, interacting with so many cool people. And is the server thing new in the last like year or so? Yes. Yeah. So okay. like I've only been on Java for a year and eight months. Okay. Um, and that's how long I've been streaming. Wow. And yeah. So within the past year, um, that's, that's everything's new. Like I love it. I'm having so much fun and I'm meeting. I, my experience on Twitch is been just extremely positive and i've heard horror stories and stuff of people meeting bad people and bad groups and i and i know it's out there i'm not i'm not uh completely ignorant to all that and everything but it's like i've been just kind of like blessed i guess <laughs> just meeting more and more good people over the years over the years and, and joel you're one of the first ones i ran across through like i found pix's uh 
survival guide, which oh, led yeah. me to which led me to the Spawn Chunks podcast. So, like, you've lit, you haven't known this, but you've been there since the beginning. So, oh wow. <laughs> well, I'm flattered. I found all that. Then I found I found you on Twitch after I discovered Twitch because I thought YouTube was the only thing, right? I knew Twitch was there, but I didn't know I didn't know Minecrafters were there. I thought PvP games were on Twitch. I didn't know this was. <laughs> Yeah, I think I I think with the the Twitch thing and the community stuff, it very much is as far as I can speak from my experience because I just passed five years on Twitch uh, back in wow. March, and I I started I was doing the edited video thing, so I was more emulating people from Hermitcraft and and from oh I can't remember the server that Pixel Rips was on before Hermit like before I got into Hermitcraft, oh. but. Um, I was watching more edited content. Uh, and for me, I didn't know about the survival guide. I don't even, I don't, I don't think Pix started the survival guide until we had started the spawn chunks. So for me, it was Paul Soros Jr. Uh, surviving and thriving in Minecraft was his series. Uh, and okay. uh, so that's how I learned. And I was playing on my own uh, with Steven ESC on his family server for a little bit. And then I went single player for a while. Then I started the Citadel about seven, six years ago. And right around the time I started the Citadel is when I decided to start streaming. Cause I thought, okay, now I've got this whole, I'm starting over, I've got a brand new world. I can share this experience with a bunch of people. And right. after doing that for five years, what I feel about the you know the horror stories that you hear granted i still every now and again will get you know some troublemakers in chat uh, they don't last very long because cosmic and hunter and elkhorn and my other <laughs> friends yep. that that moderate for me are fantastic <laughs> and it's almost like a game between them to see how fast they can ban <laughs> you know some some little turd that comes in and tries to cause trouble but yep, also so good you know and i think you and i without getting into specifics we're both old enough to spot the trolls, not engage, yes. wait for them yes. to fizzle, and then nothing really happens. And the right. people that I see that have these problems in their Twitch chat, they're usually problems themselves. Like when I listen exactly. to someone talk about all the problems that they're having in a Twitch chat sometimes, if I see it on like a YouTube channel or a social media clip on TikTok, and I go like, well, you mm -hmm. seem like you're half the problem. Because right, it's, right. it's very drama queen central, or like there's just a yeah. lot of you know, right. he said, see, she said stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, you're They're feeding it. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're part of the problem. And I think that, you know, you, you end up with the community community that you cultivate, like the energy that you put out there is the energy that put you, you know, that you get back. If you were a oh, shit yeah. disturber in Minecraft and you were a troll <laughs> on servers, then your chat would be full of trolls, right? Exactly. A hundred percent. But, yeah. but you're not. And I, and I think, and I think that speaks to, you know, like the kind of, you know, content that you're putting out there, the kind of community, like you said, welcoming, you know, all walks mm -hmm. of life, you know, you want everybody to feel safe, have a good time. Uh, yes. I get a lot of lurkers. Like I get a lot of people in my community that like to put it up on a, on a second monitor, either at work or at home while they're working, mm -hmm. you know, from work from home situations, they may have small humans in the house. They might want to have the volume on without having to worry about what's being said or what's being talked about. And so yes. you end up with that kind of chill laid back, uh, community. Cause I mean, most of the time when I look at my chat room, I want to say half or less of the number of people there are actually engaged in chat because I think a mm -hmm. lot of the time it is that second monitor experience, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of that, but usually I'm sitting there in awe of what you're doing and I'm like, how, how did you get there? <laughs> well, thank <laughs> I'm you. Just, 
I'm just watching and soaking in what you're doing. I'm like, how in the world? So yeah, I'm I'm learning as I'm watching. It's like, wow, look at that. So yeah, I'm one of them. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I think one of the things that I can I can share this with my experience as an artist as well is that, you know, I worked really hard as a teenager going through high school to get better at art because I knew I wanted to do it for a career. But I still had a full-time school curriculum of English, math, science, French. Like, you know, I had to do all that stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Art class was one of them, but it was one period a day. And right. once I got into university and art in general was my full-time curriculum, I got better way faster. And it oh, was yeah. the same with Minecraft. Like I was playing Minecraft in my off hours. I was working as an artist. I was doing independent illustration. I was playing Minecraft. I started streaming, doing video editing. It was very much a hobby that I was pushing to do more in. And then when I realized how into Minecraft I was, how much time it was sucking out of my week. And <laughs> I was just like, okay, something's got to give here. I either have to start making money with this, which I know is possible, or I have right. to dial it back because it was yep. starting to eat into time that I really needed to be spending doing other things. <laughs> and uh, so I pushed on it. And once I pushed on it and I was able to start devoting, I would say probably around the time I started West Hill, that was when I knew mm -hmm. that I had at least, we'll call it a part-time job. Like I could say, okay, just like I had a part-time job at the mall when I was a teenager, my Minecraft streaming was now like a part-time job on weekends. And that's yep. when I started West Hill about two and a half years ago. And that's when I really felt my, uh, I don't want to say skill, but I guess my knowledge in Minecraft went leaps and bounds ahead of where it was because I was absolutely dumping the hours in. And, mm -hmm. yes, you know, yes. I, and I feel like it was that like two to three years in the game, plus a good year of having it be like a part-time gig. And that's when mm -hmm. I started to feel comfortable. So you're coming up on that. Like, you know, you're, you said you're a year in, and almost two years coming in playing Minecraft, yeah. but you've been streaming uh, for that and like ever since you got Java. So how long have you been streaming for, was it a year uh, and eight since, months you said? Since, yeah. So this December will be two years. Two years. So, yeah. Okay. So I, th I think you'll find, you know, when you get to that two year mark, because you stream, I want to say, almost every day. I try. I take uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays off, and sometimes I do bonus streams. <laughs> I love it. I I, legit, I I just I just can't get enough. Honestly, I just if you're going to say, well, what do you want to do? I want to stream Minecraft. Yeah. And I don't have a plan. Like, I have projects and stuff I'm working on, but like a legit plan. I don't use creative. I don't plan things out. Like, the most planning I might do is, I got this from you, is go to ArtStation Find something, a reference picture, and I'll use that and I'll just, okay, I'm going to make it the way I think I can make this. And, and that's, I love it. <laughs> just, I just love doing that. So were you a creative kid growing up? Like, did you do any art? Have you ever been musical? Like, do you have any kind of like creative hobbies outside of Minecraft? Because <laughs> I find people that really get into Minecraft are are either very technical you know, like they're the redstone mm -hmm. kind of uh, problem solving people or they're creative yeah. people like, you know, myself and Johnny, like Johnny's a musician and an right. audio engineer. And then he got into Minecraft and that kind of bleeds over into being a visual artist and wanting to express yourself. Me, visual artist, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm painting right. with Minecraft essentially. So for you, like, yes. do you have like an artistic background? No, absolutely not. When I was young, we had Legos. That was mm -hmm. the closest thing. I liked to draw when I was younger. Um, I tried, I tried to get in band in fifth grade. We had to try out. So there was no like school sports or anything until uh, seventh grade, I think. 
except for band. So band was there. And we did like summer stuff like baseball and soccer and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try for band. And they were like, no. I'm like, what do you mean? No, like, I'm just, I'm trying out. Like nobody here, like there's a couple kids that had piano lessons or something, but other than that, nobody had anything. And they're like, no, I'm like, seriously. So I was like, okay, like, you're not even going to bother trying to teach me anything. And, um, so I did nothing until seventh grade. And then I just got into sports because that's what was there. And that's, that's what I did. I just, did, I focused all my energy on that. Wow. So if I can guess football or basketball, maybe I did football and then I, I, I wrestled in the winter and then I did track in the nice. spring. I, I wasn't a, you know, grand champion or anything. It was just there. I loved doing, I, I enjoyed, so I enjoyed practice more than the games. If that makes any sense to you, yep, like it the, does the prep. All the preparation that went into it, the lifting, the conditioning, the running, the learning the plays, the learning the other teams, the scouting and all that. I love that part of it. The, the games were fun. Don't get me wrong. They were fun. But it was like, all right, well, let's, let's, let's get back into it. Let's get back to you know training. You know, I enjoyed that part of it. I was a basketball player. That was okay. Me. Yeah. I uh, really young, like tw- 13, 14, 15 basketball player. Uh, I think I probably should have gone out for the football team in high school, but I didn't both my buddy Chad and I regret not going for it. We probably should have. Uh, And because I didn't, (laughs) that means I really wouldn't have been able to attempt to go to tryouts for the uh, university team when I went to university, which also would have been something good. But by that point, uh, I know what you mean when you're talking about the training and the prep and all that kind of stuff, because I am not the most competitive person and I found basketball games stressful. Uh, I felt that I, I, even though I probably had the size and the skills at, I mean, at junior high, it's not like you're, you know, playing super high level ball, right, right, at right. least not pick up leagues that I was playing <laughs> in, but I felt self-conscious. Like I, you know, I was tall, like I'm six one, but, and I mm-hmm. have been since I was 14. So like at that age, like you're a force to be reckoned oh. with because not everybody's your height. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But but I, I felt self-conscious about my skills. And so I found that games were quite stressful. Mm-hmm. Translate that onto the sport that I did get into, which in my high school years, uh, through my mid twenties, I was a bodybuilder. And so I really, I really liked the training. No kidding. And that's really? what I, that's what I got out of it. Like I, I realized that with the sport <laughs> prep, like with the training, the weights for, for basketball, because when I get I into high that. school, I wasn't playing high school ball, but I was still playing on like a city league. And mm-hmm. there was a weight room at the high school. So like every now and again, I would go in there. I also had like a local gym that I was going to. And I knew the kind of things that we were asked to do in prep for yes. games. But I just, I liked that program. And then exactly. I can't remember when I picked it up, but I picked up some book by Arnold Schwarzenegger when I was around 17. I yes. was like, all right, this is happening. Like this <laughs> is what's happening. Encyclopedia right bodybuilding. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely something that's happening. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I get it. I'm the same. I'm the same. Like I didn't get into that until, um, well, I was married and had had kids at the time. And, okay. Um, I was like, well, I need to do something in my free time. Like, you know, we had kids and it's not like, well, I'm not going to go out gallivanting around or anything. You know, my family's here. I want to be with my family, but I need something to occupy my time. We didn't have a computer or anything like that. Like the internet was still small. And so I was like, well, you know, I liked working out. So it's the same thing, bodybuilding. I was like, well, let's just start training and see where this goes. Nice. This did the research on my own. I just started reading articles, reading books, lifting the weights, doing the cardio, watching the tr- nutrition, learning all the new things and that stuff. Yeah, I did. Like I had a mini gym in my garage, like over the years, you know, over the span of yeah. like, you know, 15, 20 years, buying a dumbbell here and there. And then 
just involved into this thing. Like, oh my goodness, I was working out in the morning, but I get up at three, I'd work out, go work for 10 hours, come home, do the soccer dad thing and the, you know, homework and everything. And then I go work out again. <laughs> so nice. that was like my routine. And it was, that was wild that you did that too. I did not know that. I find that there's a, usually a, an interesting correlation between people that are self-starters and people that are involved either at a high level of sport or a high level of personal physical fitness. Like mm -hmm. they both require the discipline and the same kind of discipline that's required to start a business or uh, focus on yeah. growing something like a stream community, a podcast, mm -hmm. like whenever there's something that requires consistent effort and research behind the scenes in between the fun stuff. It's, right. you know, it's, right. you know, the fun stuff about the gym is the gym. The not so fun mm -hmm. stuff is the kitchen, right? And <laughs> right. you can learn yeah. to make it fun, but it's still challenging. Like I still years later, <laughs> not great at the kitchen side, you know, Me neither. unless yeah. I'm loading, if I'm gaining weight, sure. I can yeah. do that. No problem. That's not a hard <laughs> thing to do. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. Um, but it's, uh, it's a little slower going the other way these days, which is, which is frustrating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely not in it as much at all. So time is at a at a premium and I'm devoting all my spare time that I can spare to content creation. So. One of the things about physical fitness too, with what you and I do with content creation, it involves so much sitting. Mm -hmm. And I think that keeping up that level of physical activity, even if it's just going for a walk, you know, daily or, mm -hmm. or uh, in your case, maybe running kids around to practices or like whatever it is that you need to do. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anything that gets you out of the chair is usually a welcome, a welcome break yeah. because uh, I know that ever since the COVID restrictions really lifted permanently about a year and a half ago, I guess for us, uh, where the gym was going to be open and open 24 hours and uninterrupted. It did not look like it was going to be a, a soft start again. You know, like you get in mm -hmm. there for three months and all of a sudden they lock it down again. Right. Um, yeah. So I, ever since then, I've made a real effort to make sure I hit it about three times a week minimum. And it's good. Yeah. It's a time sink. But considering mm. how busy, you know, content creation right. is, uh, oh, yeah. but I absolutely am, am feeling the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. Not so much yeah. in the mirror, but like just, I really enjoy the breath of fresh air getting away from mm -hmm. screens. I put my phone on silent for the three hours that I'm out and just like, whatever it is, I'm not going to be able to deal with it until I get home anyway. So I might as well just ignore it. And exactly. I really enjoy, I really enjoy that break. Uh, mm. I really, I really like having that that uh, I want to say me time for a long time. Uh, Steven ESC and I were working out in, in the mornings together. And I like that too, because we're buddies. He's very busy. He also has a family. And so it was a good way to see one another like three times a week. Mm -hmm. And so that was really cool. Uh, he's now not going. Um, he's working out at home with his son and uh, I'm going on my own. So there's a push <laughs> and shove. Like I like going on my own too. Like it's kind of like my church, you know, like I kind of go in there I yes, used to wear yes. headphones. I now wear headphones on the walk to the gym, but I don't wear headphones while I'm there because mm -hmm. a lot of the times now the gym doesn't even have music playing, which I love. I just love oh, being yeah. in there with the, the clanking of the weights and the people clank. moving around. Yeah, yeah I, yep, I really yep. like that. Really, really like that. Gym atmosphere is the greatest. Before we get into the rest of, uh, of the show, I do have to ask where or how did you come up with Tadpole Milk for your username? <laughs> Okay, so like I said, I started playing Minecraft on the Xbox. Um, we had, uh, I have four daughters. We had one Xbox. Wow. Okay. Um, everybody, everybody had to share. Uh, the oldest did spend, uh, save up and she bought herself a PlayStation. So it was three, you know, three daughters playing on one system. Um, and they would save their Christmas money and they all had their own Xbox Live accounts, right? So I, I wasn't 
going to buy myself one. You know, I liked playing video games. So when I had a free minute, I'd play. But they played all first-person shooter games. So Call of Duty, uh, Fortnite at one time, Apex. I don't know if you know these, but I they're do. all first-person shooters. Okay, I do. I, and I love that it's a gaming <laughs> family. I mean, like four daughters. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're outnumbered. For oh yeah i'm I'm terrible by the way they're really good i'm <laughs> i'm dying trash at first person shooters <laughs> but that's what they played so i was like oh these are fun and, and i'm garbage at them you know so yeah but but i i this goes back to the grindy thing in sports i would grind out the achievements because they wanted to unlock the skins we had to do oh, x yeah. amount of thing right so they would get frustrated well i would just be like well i'll do it and i'll go on when i had free time and i just Find out slowly, slowly over three accounts, just unlocking <laughs> all these skins for them. Right, it dad of the year. Forever, wow, forever. It took like all my free time after work and school and and work, exercising and stuff. So it was like a couple hours here, a couple hours there, and it was just that's all I would do. And well, then they would get mad after a while. They're like, they were grateful I got them the skins, but they're like, oh, our stats are terrible. You're you're ruining our. You know, our KD is horrible. Everybody's making fun of us. And I was like, what? I got you your stuff. And they're like, no, you're, you're, you're terrible. You need your own name. I'm like, fine. So I, like, I'm not really super creative. When it, like my brain, I don't know. I, obviously yours does it. But when I sit down to try to try to focus and be creative, my brain goes, oh, it's time to shut off. And I get nothing. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, I just get nothing if I try and force it, you know, if I'm just sitting there, I'm driving in the car, or I'm taking a walk right? or, you know, I'm thinking I get all these ideas. So I have a little notepad. I mean, not all the time. I should have it all the time and I'll write them down. That's where some of my Minecraft build ideas have come from, by the way. Uh, just those random thoughts when I'm kind of like in a Zen moment or something or just minds drifting. So we couldn't think of anything. So we're like, all right, well, there's name generators. So we pulled one of them up and we sat there for, it, it was almost two hours. It was over an hour at least. And we were just laughing and carrying on. And it was a great uh, father-daughter moment. Uh, it was my two youngest and me. And we were just laughing and laughing and laughing and all these silly names that come up. And Tadpole Milk came up and we just all laughed so hard. I think it was probably because we were just tired. Um, I was like, well, that's it. We're using that one. And then we tried typing it in without the underscores. Well, apparently somebody has that name uh, without the underscores. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Put the underscores in. <laughs> when I got my laptop and I decided to stream... They're like, well, what's your what's your name going to be? I was like, well, my name's Tadpole Milk, and they're like, you, no, you can't use that. <laughs> like, well, it's too late. <laughs> it's like it's, I've I've already streamed three times. I, I can't change it now. So that's, oh, that's wow. how it came about. It was just a you know, Dad, you need to get your own name type thing. And, uh, and and the funny thing is, when I got it, they're like, well, you can't use that. I was like, guys, I'm never going to stream any content. I'm never going to be a streamer. <laughs> <laughs> And here we are. So now it's kind of like a joke. It's like, yep, that's my name. I find it really, really endearing, but also hilarious that you you failed to check with the daughter PR firm before you went oh, public yeah. oh, with, yeah. with the yeah. name. Like, yep. that was funny when it was just <laughs> us, dad. But now that it's on the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I honestly, like, I need to double check with them on everything. And I have on some things, honestly. Um, and they've been right. So if I think, I, like, my brain's like, I should do this. And they're like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> if I had kids that were, that were, you know, roughly the same age, you know, grown kids as, as you have, I would be yeah. checking in on them because I, oh, you know, yeah. I spend a lot of time on the internet, probably more than I should because I work from home and, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
you're trying to keep up on what's happening in streaming and you know you watch some streamers and you read comments on youtube and stuff like that and i mean mm-hmm. i spend a good portion of my you know comment reading and stream watching looking up the stuff that people say and i'm like what does that mean <laughs> what's that acronym is that good i mean and sometimes it's important like i need to know what that means so if someone throws it at me in my chat i one don't exactly. look like an idiot and two if it's inappropriate i want to know like if they're if it's alluding to something you know and it doesn't have to be something gross like sexual but if they're making a comment that's you know political or or inappropriate i right. want to know right right but right right when you go looking for the things that you don't know wow do you feel stupid uh, exactly. on, on the internet you know like it's just ridiculous a buddy of mine a buddy of mine has a has a uh two teenagers like just 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 inching into the teens uh, oh, okay. And and we were talking over beer a couple of weeks ago or about a month ago, I guess now. And like the look on his face when he tried to just explain just how different it is compared to when we were, you know, 12, oh, oh, yeah. 12 to 15. I was like, <laughs> I, it's like, I get it. Like, I understand just how different it is. And he was like, no, no, you don't. And he just kind of went into why. And I was like, oh, man, I'm kind of glad I don't have kids right now. Like, yeah, it was, it, yeah, was a, it was a lot. It was a lot to take in. Yeah, there's some things like we try to be very. Like here, we try to be very open and very honest and like, you know, communicate is communication is huge. Like I want them always to feel like they can come talk to you about anything at any time, about it, ever. It doesn't matter what it is. And, but sometimes I'm like, okay, oh, okay. I know we're like really cool with communicating. But I don't need to know. all. <laughs> it's funny. I saw a social media post about that recently where I would say that the guy talking was probably around our age and he mm-hmm. was saying like, I want my kid to be able to call me at one thirty in the morning from a party where he wasn't going to drink, but he did. Mm-hmm. And now yep. he needs a ride home. I will be there. Yes. I will go pick him up and he will not get an earful for me. He will say mm-hmm. he will get a thank you. He will get a swift drive home and uh, just a, hey, you did the right thing. The next day right. we're going to have a conversation, but I'm not, exactly. but I'm not going to rip him one. <laughs> yep. When, when I watched that post, I thought like, e- even though I think that would have been what my parents would have wanted to do. But when mm-hmm. I was a teenager, there was just the fear of God in you that if oh, you yeah. screwed yes. up like that, you're going to be grounded for a month. <laughs> so you never did like you, you never did. But if something <laughs> happened accidentally, like in, in the, in the movies in the eighties, when somebody spikes the punch and you don't realize that you're drinking, you know, and then you end up being drunk. <laughs> Like, and, yep. and I, and I didn't drink until I was almost 30. So I never crossed that line. Cause it was about fear. It wasn't about ah, doing the right thing. Right. Uh, and, and so all of that was, was uh, a very different mood. Like I never felt right. when, when things like that would happen, I wouldn't think that I could go to my mom about it or go to my dad about it. It would mm-hmm. be more like, let's just get out of here and not tell anyone. Like there'd be that right. discussion among your six friends in the car on the way home going, look, no one mentions anything to anybody's right. parents because they all yeah. talk. <laughs> like they, yeah, they will, exactly. my mom will call your mom and then we're all screwed. So like, you just have to keep right. it on the download. And it's the kind of stuff you see in stranger things, right? They're just don't tell the parents, you know, because exactly. their parents aren't cool. It's uh, cause the, cause in your mind, when you're that age, your parents were never teenagers. Like you just, you don't think of them as 16 right. year olds, right. you know, no, not the no. farthest thing from your mind. Right. Right. They just, they came to existence at that age. You know, they were never young. There was no evidence, right? So back then, no cell phones, so we were good. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we didn't have those either. Didn't have those either. I think I think I was working full time in animation before I had my first cell phone. I'm sure I was. Oh wow! 
I was well wow. out of university. I didn't have one in university. University still had a phone. I think it was cordless, but we had a house phone. Cause I remember, okay. I remember, okay. yeah. I remember calling my folks from my apartment, you know, third and fourth year uh, to talk to okay. them about what's going on. Yeah. 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 No, we didn't have, didn't have cell phones. I only got one because my, uh, my wife was pregnant with our first child and my oh, that makes place sense. of business, they were like, I was like, Hey, we're, you know, um, we're, we're pregnant. Um, she may call for emergency. I need to know. I need to, you to tell me you will let me know as soon as she calls if she does. Well, we'll tell you on your break. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we're getting a cell phone. Before we get into what we're watching outside of Minecraft, like outside of your streaming endeavors, what nerdy things have you been up to lately? Lately, I've been trying to learn how to use uh davinci resolve on my own um it's kind of hard video editing software right yes video video editing um i've had a friend i've met online helping me out a little bit here and there um with the replay mod which i just have installed in minecraft which i know it's out of side of minecraft but literally everything i do is Minecraft. <laughs> oh well i mean the video editing part is part of content creation i mean i nerd out yeah. about you know podcasting back end and you know audio tech and i mean i i use different audio software for recording and either when i talk to another podcaster it's very you know usually about like wh how are you capturing everything what are you doing you know oh okay yeah yeah so i just learned how to use uh da vinci uh, by watching videos basically it's actually really simple it's not hard at all i like all the buttons and and little uh icons you can use and everything it's like overwhelming but if you watch a couple of videos and not really that difficult it's actually pretty easy um i'm not super tech savvy just like things don't intuitively come to me i have to watch and be taught and then i can do it and then i'm learning how to use replay mod and edit those things together i actually just put a youtube video up today um my first one ever that i edited so nice congratulations <laughs> thanks it's just a cinematic it's not like uh still though a, le a let's play or anything but yeah i'm really really proud of it i've played it a couple times on my channel um, but yeah, I really want to do more of those. I really, really like them. For folks wondering, we'll have a link for to that. And, and of course, all of Tadpool's social media in the show notes. So if you want to see the cinematic and go check it out on YouTube, we'll have probably a link to that in, in the show notes and probably an embedded, you know, YouTube player actually. Yeah, it was so much fun. Like I get why people do it. Like for a long time, I never understood why I get like people are creative and this and that. And I'm like, well, that's a lot of work, but I did it. And then when I watched it, what I did, oh man. I totally get it. <laughs> it's something that I really like about podcasting is if I can stay on top of it, specifically Mondays is really good because I've got the teamwork, you know, with Johnny, but I get up, mm -hmm. we prep 10 o'clock, we hit record. I'm done by noon. I grab lunch and, or I go to the gym. By that time, Johnny's got the edit done. He's usually a lot faster than that. But by the time I get home, the edit is waiting. I then publish the show, do the show notes, do the social media. Usually by around four or five o'clock, I'm done. And every Monday we create a thing. And even though what I do now is a shift from working as a visual artist, uh, being able to create a thing, have it done, shipped, you know, every week is really, mm -hmm. really fulfilling. And when mm -hmm. I was doing edited content, it took a lot longer. It was like three or four days of editing, you know, and a, a couple days of recording. Uh, eventually I started taking my streams and chopping those up into let's plays as opposed to like trying to record actual clips and like have, oh, okay. com have conversations with no one. I was having mm -hmm. conversations with the chat and then I was, I would do it that way. And, yeah. 
and it was a lot of work because you've got a three hour stream that you're chopping down into like two or three 25 minute <laughs> videos. So you'd have to find the right places to stop and start and whatever. But crafting a narrative and crafting something that worked out of that three hour thing that you really didn't have that same sort of structure was really rewarding because it felt like you were mm -hmm. telling a story. It felt like you were crafting something. And my yeah. time in animation kind of bleeds over into video editing with like timing, a little bit of narrative mm -hmm. editing time, like all that kind of stuff. So I, I really enjoyed it as well. I don't do video now just because of the time sync. I just, I don't have the oh, time, yeah. you know, to, to do all the editing. I, uh, if yep. I did, I would probably do the same thing that I used to do, which is, is chop up streams into more mm. uh, let's play type content. But really what I'm thinking about doing now is I, I definitely need a stronger presence on social media. So rather than devoting the time to do let's plays in the same way that you went at like a trailer and did like a smaller project first, mm. my return to edited video is going to be for something like TikTok, where it's like one to two minutes, you know, oh, yeah. or, or clips from, from yeah. Twitch. Like I need to start doing stuff like that because relying on the platforms that we're on now to mm -hmm. do the discovery is is not great. So I'm glad that you're right. you, you found the time to get into YouTube because again, Minecraft and YouTube are like best pals. Right, hand in hand. I will certainly continue to send my audience your way oh. uh, whenever we're streaming <laughs> at the same time. Uh, it's always right. a hoot. My, the joke that I, I don't know if you hear this because you're usually live. I don't know whether you have audio on in my channel or whatever, but uh, the joke that I usually lay down is like, it's the best chuckle in Minecraft, folks. Like you're going to have a good time. <laughs> You're going to have a good time when you it. land there. I appreciate it. I always tell people, well, I'm glad you like my laugh because otherwise it'd be like, well, this is pretty bad. Like the TikTok thing is funny. You said that and we we're talking about my kids. They're like, uh, dad, you need to start doing TikToks. I'm like, I can't. I, are you kidding? You know how old I am? I can't be on TikTok. And they're like, just do it. I've been putting my clips on TikTok. <laughs> oh, wow. How's that going? Uh, it's, it's all right, I guess. I mean, they're like, well, you're doing really good. I'm like, okay. I was like, how do you tell? So like most of them are like averaging like two to 300 views, I guess. And there's a couple that have 1800. So I guess that's good. I don't know. I, I'm looking to drive traffic from those platforms to Twitch. Yes. So like I, I consider myself a streamer, not a YouTuber or a TikToker or whatever you want to call it. Like yeah. my main mode that where I feel comfortable is there. I don't know as if I'd ever feel comfortable being a YouTuber um, I've never really made a video like that though, like talking like basically to nobody and recording and stuff like that. I don't know if I could do that. It's tricky. I would say that my time podcasting, because I had a good five or seven years podcasting before I started doing video content with Minecraft and okay. having that capacity really helped just like pretending you're talking to a live audience because mm. over that time I was still doing live streaming back when Justin TV was a thing before it turned into Twitch, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, because I was streaming my art. I was doing live comics and doing uh, live drawing on online and had a small audience there. And because I had a small audience, I'm talking like four people, then mm -hmm. before they showed up, you had to just talk to no one. You had to pretend like oh, there yeah. was somebody live, you know? I remember. And, I remember. And talk through that. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I was able to take that skill and put it towards uh, the videos. And then like the moment that you post one video and you get a couple of comments, then you realize you have an audience and then you can kind of like, oh, I'm talking to like Cyber1292 who left a yeah. comment on my last video. I can just pretend like I'm talking to them, you know, and, and that, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't give many comments. So I try to reply to whoever, even if it's like a thumbs up. I'm like, hey, thanks for the thumbs up. 
Moving on to what we have been watching this week. I've started The Witcher season three on Netflix. I mentioned this last week on the show that it has finished in its entirety. It's now all available on Netflix. I've not been binging it. I've been trying to watch about one an evening over dinner. And I think I actually had to cut this evening short in order to come and record here. So I'm two and a half ish episodes into the third season. So there will be no spoilers. Uh, I only (laughs) barely remember the second season. I know I've spoken about both seasons on this show. I know I did not like the first season, despite liking the premise in the world. I felt the first season was poorly executed. And so I did not have a lot of nice things to say. Uh, But to kick things off on a good note, uh, and they did that in season three, you're three minutes in and there's a really good sword fight that's wonderfully shot, wonderfully choreographed, shows off Henry Cavill doing something he does very well, which is is action films uh, Mm -hmm. and action shows, I should say, because obviously The Witcher is a series. Uh, But uh, in the first couple of episodes, there's been two or three really great sword battles. And yes. Just a huge amount of respect for the filming, for the cinematography, for the choreography and the stunt people to Cavill for the amount of rehearsal and dedication I know he puts into his craft. I'm a big fan of his anyway. I follow him on social media and I just enjoy the stuff that he puts out there. And I know from interviews how passionate he is about The Witcher. And so I know he wanted to get all of this kind of stuff right. And so mm-hmm. uh, I was really, um, really taken with it. Now, you, I believe, have seen the entirety of, of season three, right? I, I did. I did. Started watching. I couldn't stop. Like I actually binged it. I oh, don't wow. normally do that. I, I don't normally do that. But like every, I got up a little early every day. I watched and then like at lunchtime, I'd watch a little bit. And it's like, yeah, wow, this is really good. Were you someone that played the games? Like, did you come to it knowing the history no. of The Witcher? Okay. No, I, I had no idea it was anything other than a Netflix original. One of my daughters said it was a comic or a game. No, one of my daughters said it was a game. And I was like, really? It was a game first. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, it's really good. The, ga- the game, I never, I haven't played, but they said it was really good. I imagine the game is probably more linear than the way that they tell the story in the show. And oh, sure. Yeah. I know that the books are more like the show in that they're a series of short stories in a lot of ways or a series of, of events. And they're not always mm-hmm. told in the same order. And so the show tried to do that, but in the first season. And, and okay. I, you know, I, I don't feel like they they really achieve that. But uh, in the second season, it was definitely more straight ahead. It, it still Mm -hmm. has this bad habit of not telling you when or where you are when they go Mm -hmm. to, it's like establishing shot of this very important cathedral, like palace. Right. Yeah. Where are we? Like, what is that? (laughs) They keep on talking about these different realms and these different cities and these different kingdoms, but they never freaking tell you, like, are you in the the North? Are you in the West? Like, I mean, the one thing that's easy to spot is, is the place where they, they train the witches, which is like it's seaside and it's a big spooky tower. Like it's, it's very easy to, okay. I know where that is. I think it's, I think it's (laughs) South, but I know that's the witch place. Like I I got that far. You know, yeah, but map, yeah, map, map wise, I have no concept no clue. Of, yeah, zero. Where this stuff is zero, so. zero. You know, so yeah. so that part has been a little bit confusing, especially because I mistakenly, Mister Butterthumbs here, uh, hit the skip button by accident when they started season three with like previously on The Witcher, and I kind oh. of like I accidentally hit it, <laughs> and I was like, no, I wanted to pause it and get a drink, not skip it, yeah. and now Gone I can't forever. get now I can't get it to play again, so it's yeah. just like son of a gun, so. 
I think what I need to do is maybe go back to like Wikipedia or something like that and read the synopses of season yes. two to kind of refresh yep. my memory. The problem with that is that there's all these weird fantasy names. I don't know who they are outside of the main Geralt, Siri, and yes. uh, Yennefer. Like, I don't know really yeah. who anybody else is. I don't either. I need to put faces to names. And and that part has been a little bit tricky. I put I turned uh, subtitles on, which I don't normally do. I had I to do that, too. I hate reading while I'm watching because I want to immerse myself, but it actually helped for this entire season. I haven't done it for the other seasons, but it helped me follow along better. I don't know. Maybe it'll help you throughout the long run or something. I don't know, but I, I it helped me follow up so much better. <laughs> I'll actually skip ahead to one of my big cons for the season so far, which I think I might have mentioned before about the show. I'm not entirely sure. It seems familiar when I wrote down the note to talk about tonight, and that is the audio mix on some of the show sucks. Yes. Okay. There is just, <laughs> there's all this bass and all yep. this room noise in these mm -hmm. giant halls where you have two actors, often two men, mm -hmm. whispering to one another because it's all hush, hush, spy, corner yeah. of the room stuff, which is obviously plot heavy because they're trying mm -hmm. to like kidnap Siri or unfurl their plans and try to figure out what's going on and you can't right. hear what they're saying because it's yeah. muffled and i've got i've got my tv just cranked to the point Dang. where i know i can hear it <laughs> yeah. and it's inconsistent because then they go back to an outdoor scene with Geralt, Jennifer, and and siri and you can hear all them just fine yes and i thought it was just me my ears are really bad and i'm no. like man no, it's, it's got something to do with the audio mix on it. Now, now is that I don't want to lay it at the feet of maybe the audio engineers on the show. It could also be whatever digital mix Netflix is doing, you know, right. And in, in how yeah. they're sending it to me. So I don't, I don't know. I have a soundbar and a subwoofer though. Like I don't have a crappy TV sound system. So, mm -hmm. you know, it should be decent, especially because other shows are just fine. Uh, especially yeah. I, fi I find Disney plus actually the audio in Disney plus is really good. So exactly, I know yes. it's possible, but you're not alone. I absolutely uh, did have okay. to turn on subtitles. Uh, one, I think one evening I was actually eating while like mm -hmm. eating dinner. And I, I definitely had to put on the subtitles because between the poor audio and me, like the noise of eating and drinking and chewing, all that kind of stuff, I can't really hear what they're saying. Right. This looks really nice, but what are they saying? <laughs> and again, to, you know, your point before about like, you know, the complicated fantasy names you know like that kind of stuff too yeah you just if you can't follow where you are on the map then like you need to be able to hear what they're saying because exactly. if, if the show isn't going to give you not subtitles but like titles at the bottom that say Nilfgaard right. or north of here or you know somebody's cottage right. or or even like a year then you have to listen Don't, to what's yeah. being said in order to right. sort that out and right well i normally applaud shows for not beating you over the head with content and plot if you don't give us any information and it's all in dialogue, then at least make sure the dialogue is very clear and very easy to, right. easy to hear. I like the world build that they've built here. And Absolutely. I like the fact that, like you said, they don't browbeat you with all this information. Like I, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, it's just not enough. It's almost enough, but it's just not quite enough to make it all smooth and like flow. Like it's so, it's so, I really, really like it. But it could be just a little bit better. Like I, I my in my opinion, uh Cavill carries it. Like the shortcomings. Totally. Yeah. His his representation of uh Gerald is is what carries all those shortcomings across. It's like it's so good. 
I agree. And I think that is one of the strengths of the show is is his acting and his presence. And mm-hmm. I want to say they've even done something different with his prosthetics because it's a wig and he obviously has like a lot of schmutz and stuff like he's always dirty from fighting blood and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he has either contacts or they've taken the time to digitally change his eyes. Yes. To like an orange mm-hmm. color. And mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's because he's just more in the light, like he's more outside during the day this season so far for me, or yeah. because of the way that they're handling his prosthetics. His hair seems to be back a lot more mm-hmm. and you can see his eyes and mm-hmm. the things that he's dealing with in particular, I think that also the presence of Siri through season two and now into season three has softened Geralt a little bit. And so definitely he's now expressing mm-hmm. more. He smirks or he expresses concern. He's got someone to protect as opposed Mm -hmm. to someone to find. And I, and I think that that really helps Cavill show more of his range because Geralt in season one was grumpy Geralt. (laughs) Not in a bad way, but it it feels very one dimensional, right? Right. He was a loner. He was a wolf. He's on his own. There you go. Nobody was around. Yeah. He was now he's like becoming a father, you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely a more warmer presence. So yeah, the, the hair's back, the face is more pronounced, it's more warm. It's just, it's so good. And his physical presence too. I really like oh. the, like in the same way that in the 70s Superman, when Chris Reeves would take off the glasses and kind of stand up full and mm-hmm. like transform mm-hmm. into Superman. Yes. Geralt does the same thing when he goes from gruff kind of protector, not protector, like gruff, kind of companion or concerned party member to protector mode where he just hears Mm. something or he senses something with his witcher senses they don't give you any kind of real indication other than he kind of like stops mid-sentence and turns sideways and then something's coming the music changes right yeah but then he picks up his sword and he just becomes a different beast altogether like the stance the stature he stands up taller uh he is obviously very confident when it comes to oh, yeah. uh, swordplay, which actually I think is something that he brings uh, in the other way to dealing with Yennefer or dealing with Siri, is that he's not as confident. He's a little bit more gruff. He has to be a little bit more blunt because he doesn't he doesn't understand the nuances of dealing with yes. a daughter, you know, daughter like figure that kind of thing, right. uh, which is cool. And and actually speaking of that, I, I find that Siri is layered and more complicated this season than in previous oh, yes. seasons. So much better. So much better. Less confused. Yeah, it was it was almost irritating, honestly. Agreed. In the second season, I was I was just like, "Oh, my, are you kidding?" Like, <laughs> it was actually frustrating at some point, you know, like the way they were taking her character. I'm like, "Oh, come on, don't do this!" And it's so much better now. There's so many more layers. Her growth is just so much better as a as a character in the story too. So. The one thing I wish that they had done for the sake of production would be to give her whatever her normal eye color is. I feel like mm. the actress might have brown eyes because um, they give her some sort of blue contacts, but it, yeah. it, it never works in Hollywood when it's someone that has brown eyes and they're trying to give them blue eyes. It just, it mm. just looks like have like they have a giant egg for a contact lens. Her, her yeah. eyes look like footballs. It's, it's very distracting. And I think mm. that she could probably sell her powers enough and sell her, not abilities, but like she would stand out as different enough okay. with her acting chops. Cause, um, Freya, I can't remember her name. Alan 
is really good and and oh, getting yes. better by the minute uh, yes. i think because um she's not super old she's she's only been in like four major productions i think yeah, she's young she's young yeah see i thought the eyes i didn't even think about the contact i thought they were big like that i did notice how big they were because she's supposed to be half elven it looks like she does have blue eyes in real life but i i don't know why they were giving her crazy contacts i maybe because her eyes are supposed to be green in the show i'm not really sure I, yeah that I'm, I'm not sure about the color but i did notice how like almost like oversized they were. <laughs> she's only 22 now oh yeah. so so when she started the witcher she would have been probably a teenager yeah Cause, really young because this would have been done filming a while ago with all the special effects and stuff they have to layer in mm-hmm. which brings me to another positive i've only seen two monster fights so far but the fact that there's only been two episodes, that's pretty good, right? Like, pretty, that's, yeah, I, that's... I can't complain. And one of them was a really dumb armadillo thing that for for all the noises that it was making behind the locked door when the, I can't remember his name, but the fire mage was kind of hiring this beast master to send out this beast. That felt mm-hmm. very video game. It felt like, oh, here's a thing from the video game. We should probably put it in the Netflix show in the hedge maze at a fair why isn't it a giant ball like indiana jones because the the hedge maze is only so wide and then it wouldn't fit right like there's there's all these things and it's supposed to be like this deadly tracking animal it's like and it rolls at you how is this thing not like a panther or something a little bit more aggressive it looked like an armadillo it was really dumb yeah how do you how do you keep the scent when you're rolled in a ball exactly exactly (laughs) now on the flip side Geralt went to some mage castle and this is some poor storytelling because I don't really know where he went or why he was trying to track the origins of the attacker and the script just said go to this white castle in the cliff and Mm -hmm. uh, when he went in there it was all kinds of creepy hellscape like there were heads on the wall they were talking to him their bodies had been magically stoned together in like a human centipede kind of thing and that thing attacked him and it was nothing but arms and torsos it was terrifying like real creepy (laughs) like i i don't get scared with stuff like that but it it had the irk you know like it had the multi-leg kind of creepy moved like things from the grudge i'm not sure if you've seen that horror oh yeah but like really awkward kind of like spindly movements and every time that he would do something another arm would come from nowhere and just grab him and like it was really irky in in a good way like it really was something different it wasn't just another monster with fangs right it was so out of of left field yeah i loved it yeah really supernatural like and reminded you that it's not dungeons and dragons with like just monsters and caves like there are things that magically are put together (laughs) you know and are they don't make any sense biologically or Mm. even physiologically like it's just the only reason it's operating is because the magic is telling it to operate yeah i I like that that i didn't know how other people would take that because like i could see some people like oh it looked too fake or this now like man that was that was crazy cool that that whole and that whole uh sequence of events walking in there seeing what he saw and then when that thing just came out of nowhere i was like are you kidding me i was not expecting that at all like i was not because i thought like like you said the heads were in the wall i'm like okay well that's like really weird they're all right there in the wall right and then the rest of them come out of nowhere I'm like, oh my goodness (laughs) yeah the whole time you're expecting him to go up against some wizard with powers like you're expecting him to fight some personified either 
a puppet of the puppet master or the puppet master itself but you're mm-hmm. like well it's only episode two that's probably not going to happen like just they really kind of set you up expecting that yeah i think because it looks like a house you expect to have a person or humanoid Something. yeah like that you know coming at you or like a bodyguard, like a sword yeah. axe wielding bodyguard mm. of the, the, the head henchman or something. Something and like that, yeah. Like I thought it was gonna be that fighting to a standstill or something, you know, like a somehow a rock falls in between and they can't get each other no more. And that's what I thought was gonna happen. I was wrong. <laughs> but I was happy I was wrong. Like I love horror stories and like scary stuff. And I, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really good. I'm not a big horror fan, but I don't mind horror in fantasy or mm-hmm uh sci-fi horror if it's more sci-fi than horror i'm fine uh mm-hmm. but but things like the alien franchise that kind of lost interest over time and uh mm-hmm. certainly any kind of like horror games like dead space or something like that not my jam i'm i'm more no. i'm more about action than i am about the horror okay. side of things but but again i like the witcher like i like the fantasy side of things and mm-hmm. if there was a scary sequence in a dungeons and dragons show or film then i i'm into it same thing with scary stuff yeah. that happened in game of thrones you know like game of thrones wasn't necessarily a scary show but there were some hairy mm-hmm. moments where you're like oh that's yeah. terrifying Whoa. no thank you yeah the suspense yeah, yeah. the build-up and that suspense if you do it right with the sound yep. and then the visuals that they can do oh it is so good like I, i'm not i'm not yeah i'm not into the back end gore and all that stuff that doesn't, no i, I agree I, I don't i don't enjoy that but the story and the build-up and the why is this scary? You know, and it's like, oh wow, you know, I, I really and like, and if you have a subtle, weird twist, you wouldn't see. But these, the outlandish ones, I'm good. I don't need those ones. But like the the real subtle ones, like oh, I didn't see that coming. I thought it was this. You know, I really, really liked it. And there is some blood and gore in The Witcher, but it's always with a purpose. You know, like yes. the fight yes. with this thing was gory, but like it looks like it's sewn together. So you kind of don't mm-hmm. have much of a choice for him to stab things through the heart <laughs> right, and have right, it be right, blood, right. you know? Yeah. And that first sequence that I mentioned where he sword fights uh, like four or five henchmen at once. Yes. And at the very end, the boss uh, magistrate or whatever that had hired mm-hmm. all of them dies to, to Geralt's um, sword. So I mean, good. It's not a spoiler. It's the first five minutes of the show. Yeah. And yeah, so good. And what I, what I loved about it is that he decapitates him, but you don't mm-hmm. realize it at first. Cause what they did was <laughs> they showed the camera from his point of view. He decapitates him. And the camera mm-hmm. kind of like rolls off the shoulders and you're like, oh, yes. that was cool. That was supposed to be his head. And yep. then the headless body falls in front of the camera that's now on the ground sideways because yep. it's the head. I re- I mean, a little gory. That but was still good. That was for, good. Yeah. For different. Right. right. Like that's yeah. the kind of stuff where I'm like, yeah, I'm on board for that. Because if it, right. I just I don't want to see just gore porn because that's not my jam. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It wasn't gratuitous. It was. It was done in a way that, of course, that's going to be, you're cutting someone's head off. It's going to have some yeah. blood in there. But it wasn't like, you know, buckets like Evil Dead shooting everywhere. It was, it was, yeah. that's what you would expect if you do that. And it was, the perspective was so good. That was, I loved it. And when he, when he, when he, when he takes his sword after he kills the henchman and he flicks it down to like basically clean it off. Do you, do you catch that? That move? Yes. He brings the guy in, puts the sword on his shoulder, and then pushes the guy away and kind of yeah, like yeah. spins him through the sword. Yeah. Because yeah. they did that in slow motion, I think. That was like a Matrix camera move. <laughs> it's like So clean. So good. I was yeah. just like, what the heck? Yeah. 
And that to me was just like, this makes good TV. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I've never played them, but that that has to be a move in the game. Like that has right? to be some fan service right there. You oh, know? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Anybody in our audience, if you want to write in the citadelcafe at gmail.com, if you've played the games and you're like, oh guys, you're missing so much. Like there's so much stuff yeah. in the show. By yeah. all means, let us know. What's the secret? Yeah, I'm only on episode two, two, two and a half. And uh, <laughs> it, it, so I know there's more to come. I am unfortunately lost. Like the, the plot for me is over my head and I either need to go back and watch the last couple of episodes of season two or look up like who the hell the elf queen is and why she wants Siri. I know that the elf queen lost a daughter, but mm-hmm. this show does that stupid thing where they show you things out of timeline sequence that could be removed by 10 yes. years, 20 years, a hundred years. And they don't tell mm-hmm. you. And so I don't yeah. know. So I feel like I need to go look it up, but I, I, there's a bunch of people that I recognize, but I don't remember their significance. And then there's yes. another pe- bunch of people that I don't recognize at all. Like the mm-hmm. emperor, no clue. Never freaking seen right. him before in my life. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether they just changed the actor, whether there's just enough time that's passed by that some other actor that wasn't the emperor is now the emperor. Like I just, I just don't know. And the show just hasn't done a very good job. Now, again, I did happen to skip that previously on Witcher moment right. by mistake. Uh, but I really feel like the show needs to have more uh, clarity to it, especially because in a way, I feel like it does remind me of the DC cinematic universe where they tried to rush it. And mm-hmm. I feel like the Witcher universe is much deeper and much better told than the DC universe in terms of how they're attempting to do it in films, but Netflix is rushing it. And because of the depth and complexity of the politics of the Witcher's universe and the continent, they really could have benefited from these first three seasons being five and being more concisely told and a little bit more structured and and like we said like having times places having a map i mean like i i know you probably didn't want to do it because game of thrones did it but like i loved the fact (laughs) that the game of thrones opening sequence would tell you where you were in the world like are you at king's landing are you at the north like are you at winterfell are you at the wall like i mean the wall was easy to spot but like there's there'd be different cities that you needed to know where you were. And I, and I feel like yeah. with, with this, it would be nice to have those kind of, those kind of landmarks. So now without spoilers, you said that you've kind of binged the full, the full series. Mm-hmm. Cause there was a part one and there was a part two. Did you find that the, the tool two part release kind of put a cramp in your watching or did you wait until the whole thing was done? Uh, I just recently watched all of it. So I waited. Oh, okay. obviously. So I wasn't going to watch it um, because of the direction they're going after this season. Uh, but I was like, oh, I, I, I really enjoyed the story of the first two. Um, I'm going to watch it. So I found some time and I watched it. I am not sure if I'm going to continue beyond season three because... I don't know either. As you mentioned, Cavill is carrying it for me. And mm-hmm. knowing that he's done okay. uh, yeah. and, and, they, and that Netflix handled it so poorly yeah. from what I've read online. I, I mean, obviously, I don't know the inside, but like from what I can tell... Netflix handled yep. it very poorly and yep. they're replacing him with Liam Hemsworth, who I like. He's fine, but right. I, I don't think he's got the same chops that Cavill does. No. And 
I'd be very curious to see if Freya Allen and the other actors that are key to the story are going to have the same kind of chemistry with Liam Hemsworth that right. they do with Henry Cavill. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Part of me wants to be like, I'm not watching it anymore. I'm a Cavill mm. fan. I'm not doing it. I, uh, there is a big part of me that wants to say that, but I, I, I don't want to be that guy. I want to, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to watch the first episode and then I'll go from there. Like if it's still a good story, I'm a, I'm a big story guy. Okay. So yeah. like, I, I like visual effects and I, I think if it looks good, it, it's going to carry a lot, you know, it's going to make, make a big difference. But I also grew up in the eighties and watched a lot of movies that the, the effects were terrible and the story was what carried the movie. Uh, the actor's portrayal and the storyline and, and all that was, was key. If it was bad, I think it could be the prettiest thing in the world, but it's still garbage. So I think they're getting better. So I think season three was like they're building every season. It's getting the storytelling is getting better and better and better. In my opinion, I think it's getting better. Now, can they continue that with the new lead actor? I don't know. That's a big, that's a big order. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. Moving on to the Internet Minute, which is, of course, brought to you by you, dear listener. The Citadel Cafe is 100% listener supported. If you get value out of the show, please consider putting a little bit of value back in. You can become a member at patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe. Joining at any level will get you an invite to the member-only Discord server, which is shared with my personal Discord, and access to the Baristicut bonus audio sessions. Special thanks to Bean Counter Patrons, Cosmic, and Smurf588. Much appreciation to you for your support of this episode. Patron count is at 30, steady on from last week. We try to maintain or at least grow the uh, audience by one supporting member every time we sit down to record. If you would like to become patron number 31, visit patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe. My pick this week is not Lego. Now that really is your surprised face, I'm sure. <laughs> As much as we like it, they don't release it quite often enough for us to do one every single week, although I would be down for that if they did. I am going to be talking about Green Shades in Spain. Uh, they are an architecture firm and a green, I guess, green living uh, firm in Spain. And what I saw on TikTok, I researched a little bit, and what they are are green shades or vegetal v-e-g-e-t-a-l awnings there's a little bit of translation happening from spanish obviously they are triangle shaped sort of like if you ever remember the the parachute game when you were a kid you know when you've had you'd have um a bunch of different corners of a parachute and you'd like throw a ball around oh yeah yeah well, well imagine that but instead of a ball it's filled with vegetation so the canvas that is used is porous and allows a little bit of water to come through. There's soil and greenery, moss and ferns and things that are on these awnings. And they do a number of things. Wow. They are usually suspended between tall buildings, so narrow alleys. Uh, and they shade the alley from the sun. They clean carbon dioxide out of the air and release oxygen back into it. And they're also pretty, <laughs> you know, so if you have wow, an apartment yeah. higher up, you're not looking at the garbage bins and the other things that are down along the street <laughs> in your alleyway. Uh, you're looking at flowers or at least green spaces. And uh, yeah. they're very, very cool. And I see stuff like this every now and again on social media. And I often wonder, like, why has this stuff just not caught on? It's such a good idea. Green yeah, spaces on the top of buildings. We have some of them around here, like the farmer's market in Halifax has got a green roof and there's a green 
a, a, a gray water system for like flushing the toilets and and stuff like that in the building it's rainwater that comes down on the roof and like that's really really cool but i feel like these green awnings are just they're so simple and they look yeah. like they would not really be that difficult to install i would say the harder part would be if there's any kind of maintenance like if you have to go up and you have to water them uh or you know if there's a lot of maintenance to them then sure like that's going to involve somebody's job and you know a, a scissor lift probably um but they've got right. some really cool explanations about how it works technically in the article mm -hmm. uh you might have to translate it for from you know spanish to english with google but there's uh, an aluminum lattice work that collects the water and then pulls everything so that you don't get like pools of water on the street so it, in the same way that your house has got gutters it directs the water oh. down and then away from everything and, and moves things along and uh Amazing. yeah i just i really think they're fantastic now the big question is for me and maybe for you i don't know how far north you are but in canada obviously these would not be up year round because they would be covered in snow and become a hazard right right like they <laughs> yeah. imagine how much snow would like these things are like twice the size of a car each one of them and so like the amount okay, of snow yeah, that yeah. would be on top of them would be just stupid um but yeah, that'd be no good. so you'd have to take them down and put them up you know every spring for for them to be viable in the northern you know part of the world where you do get winter mm. um but in warmer climates like spain uh i imagine that they they do quite well yeah that would be that's very interesting i wonder if they're in the southern part of the u.s i'm i'm like northern ohio so i definitely get oh, winter oh yeah mm -hmm. um lot, lots of snow uh but yeah i don't know i've never seen anything like that that is really really intriguing though like where, where i live is all corn and cow pastures Right. So not a lot of tall buildings. <laughs> no, no, no. We do. I grew up in a small town and then I moved farther out into the uh, farmland. So yeah, no, no tall buildings. I've been to the big city and mm, it's all right. Yeah. What about, what about solar? Like any fields of solar panels or solar panels on barns and roofs and stuff out there? Just in the past oh, three years, um, people have started putting them on their house and it is actually seems to be catching on. To be honest it's getting more and more affordable every time i look into it i mean i'm, a, I'm yep. in an apartment so i don't have anything to put them on but mm -hmm. i am looking to eventually own a home and one of the things i think about is like you know how can i do my part and you know what kind of investments would be good for you know reselling the home in the future and solar panels yes. are getting m more and more affordable again if it's on your home then you still have to deal with like removing snow you know yes. when when needed um, but our mm. winters have been pretty mild in the last little while, so I'm not sure how much snow is going to be happening in the future. Same. But there's always yeah. there's always that I that freak storm that comes through that dumps like a foot that you then have to make sure you go up and <laughs> clear off the the solar panels yeah. and whatnot. Ours is Valentine's Day. If you want to know, really, uh, every, every past ten years Valentine's like that weekend we just get just clobbered. Wow. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, That's funny. It's really weird. I don't know why, but no, the solar panel thing is definitely, it's, it is dropping. Um, we've looked into it a couple of times. So it's just not quite there. Um, it would be nice to have it because if you have that money up front to do that, then it definitely, you definitely save in the long run and you're, you're doing a good thing. So yeah, we've, we've looked into it ourselves. Um, actually, if, if I had my druthers, I would, I'd, I'd actually move back into a city. Um, maybe not a big one, but, uh, smaller one right and utilize public transportation right now it takes us 20 minutes to get anywhere so i'm like oh yeah yeah I'm, like, the country living is great when you're young and when you get old and been doing it for 20 years it's like mm, yeah 
I'm 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 a city guy. Uh, Halifax, the whole municipality is something like four hundred thousand people, but okay. the core city is less than that because the the sprawl is real. So a good portion of that four hundred thousand would be outside of the main density, but probably about half uh, okay. of that is like downtown, like where I live, and okay. I've got public transport. Like I I don't own a car. I, I walk or I use the system, you know, I, I will confess I've really not used the system since COVID uh, because I've just mm -hmm. been, I've either had a family member around to borrow a car from or just sucked it up and walked and, and got my exercise right. in that way. But prior yep. to COVID, I was using the bus all the time to do all kinds of things, especially <laughs> when I worked outside the home. When I worked outside the home, I was commuting and using the, the yes. public transit system for that. We've got a ferry system. Mm -hmm. So for me, a lot of the time I was able to walk to the ferry, take the ferry across to downtown Halifax, and then go to whatever job I had downtown and and do it okay, that way. Yeah, yeah. And I really liked it as a decompression because then you weren't yeah. the one driving. You just kind of exactly. had this nice 15 yes. minute boat ride or 10 minute boat ride right. on your way home. And you can kind of just leave work yeah. at work. You know, you're outside if it was nice. Yep. Uh, and, yep. and all that was, was great. Yeah. I love that. Honestly, I'm, I'm jealous of that. Um, yeah, that, that would definitely be a thing. Like, cause if like every job I've had has been a minimum 30 minute drive and a lot of times longer one way. Oh, wow. And then you drive, yeah. You know, then you drive back because we just live out so far from everything. Like, I mean, unless you're a farmer, uh, yeah. <laughs> driving. Yep. It went in one respect. It is very, very nice. It's quiet, you know, and it's not crazy. Uh, I actually live on a gravel road. A legit gravel road is my road. Wow. So, yeah. So we're out there. Uh, but like I grew up in a smaller town, so it wasn't like big. It was a real small town, but I've been in towns and stuff. And I would like to move back to one of those mid-level towns that has public transport or everything's within walking distance. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm, I'm, I've done the working on cars and all that stuff. I can do it. I'm, I'd rather not. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> or get yourself to a point where like you jump on a, a main highway and you're at a major center in five minutes. Yes. Like yes, something yes. short. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you that mean. Wouldn't, yeah. Th that wouldn't be bad at all. But yeah. This is, it's a trek. Grocery shopping is an adventure. Yeah. It sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like it. So what's your pick this week? Uh, my pick is the webnasa.gov website. So I love the James Webb Space Telescope pictures. I think they're amazing. I don't understand all the science that went into creating that thing, but I love it. And I, back to Minecraft, I joke that when my streams go down, it's because they're taking spectacular pictures. Somehow that caught on and there's a whole thing with tinfoil hat emotes and everything. I just love, if you're ever in a mood, like maybe you're, maybe a gray mood or you're thinking like this was for me personally, like, man, things aren't really going that great. Just pull those up and it'll put things in perspective. It does for me. Like that's out there. That's real. That's not Hollywood. That's not somebody with a paintbrush. That's real. It's out. There. It is amazing what is in, and I'm going to say nature, but it's the galaxy. You know, I don't yes. know what you call that. Yeah. But I mean, it is just fantastically mind blowing. I, I can just stare, take, it doesn't matter which picture. Just take, pick one and I can, I can lose myself in just looking at it. Like I have to limit my time because I'll just like stargaze basically for hours and hours and hours. Just look at them. I, I, I have to stop myself because I will just look at it. Like <laughs> just gaze off into the pictures. I know what you mean. The fact it's out there is just like, like, cause you see that like on Star Trek or Star Wars or, or Marvel movies, you know, you see that it's like somebody digitally made that before this was the thing right like this wasn't there they kind of had an idea things were out there but like that's real it's really there i was like wow i just i, I don't know i can't get enough I, I just can't get enough 
when it first launched and and started sending images back we talked a little bit about it on the Citadel cafe and ever since then i have mm -hmm. had the pillars of creation as my desktop background on my 5k imac and oh, nice. yeah like it's, i'm the same way like even just my background it's sort of like fades into the background a bit as you do your work every day but then at, mm -hmm. you know when you're closing down the mac or you do that restart where you're kind of fresh you know it's a fresh screen when you boot it back up again and you kind of remember oh yeah this isn't like a fancy background painting like this is a a, a digital photograph taken from a right. real scientific you know observation satellite and it's like this is just bananas what always gets me is the scale when you say okay because i follow a number of people that are either physicists or astrologists or uh, they do different things in in physics and science and they'll talk about something that the james webb telescope will put up in real scientific terms but then also give it to you in like kind of like this is just what you're looking at and they'll say mm -hmm. okay see this little postage stamp let's zoom in that's the pillars of creation see this big one yeah. here that's 200 <laughs> light years tall and then they just repeat right? it yeah. that's 200 <laughs> light years tall and then they go back postage stamp 200 <laughs> light years and you're just like oh my god like it just it's yeah. it really on one hand it's like it's awe-inspiring and you can kind of like really lose yourself in it and about mm -hmm. how wonderful it is that we know this stuff but also mm -hmm. you can get lost and feel like really insignificant <laughs> you know in the grand scheme of things yes that's the, that was my next point. Like you're, my, I don't know about you, but like sometimes like your problems are in life or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, like I can't, it's so overwhelming. Like this, this is everything right here. It's not, <laughs> it's just relax. Yeah, right? you're fine. <laughs> you know, just, just breathe. It's, the, it's okay. The person just, that just wiped the floor with you in Call of Duty, not the biggest right? problem in the world. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's not my KD. It's fine. <laughs> For people that will say like i you know there's no such thing as aliens i kind of go look <laughs> look right. look at He'd this say, oh, and try to yes. tell me that there's nothing yeah. out there are you kidding me yeah like i i yeah. i'm definitely one of those people that i mean i'm a science guy and i always have been and mm -hmm. i'm waiting for just more and more information and i feel like it just seems to be coming out like every other week there's this big discovery we're like oh hey we thought the universe was uh four billion years old turns out nope mm -hmm. i think we were wrong and it's yeah. it's wonderful especially if you've ever listened to neil degrasse tyson talk about this stuff and he always puts it in really good i don't want to say layman's terms but he puts them in explanations that make it easy for a lot of people to understand even though he doesn't dumb it down um, yes, but he'll yes. explain like listen we don't know what we don't know and one of the best things to happen in science is when we realize the thing that we thought we knew was wrong because we've yes. proven it wrong and now we have <laughs> new theories as to what could be right and it opens up yes. all kinds of questions and he just right. he gets so excited about it it's kind of hard for him to hide how excited he gets about like scientific questions and the unknown yep. especially when it comes to like really vast concepts and mm -hmm. uh hearing him talk about this kind of stuff was was really cool too but i'm on board I, I i need to actually refresh i'm on the page now and there's a bunch of images that i have not seen it's been a while right. since i've popped by have you seen the one with the question mark that's the one the, the one newest one i the saw question mark it's legit a question mark if you if you type in uh james webb question mark it'll it'll come up it's it looks so much like doctor who <laughs> oh really I was floored. It's, oh. it's, a, it's a natural thing. I see it. Yeah. It's not like, I was like, what? yeah, that's just, <laughs> I actually, bizarre. I, I had to post it. I posted it on Twitter. I had to, I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs>
I'm a, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. That's why I was like, it just instantly caught my eye. I was like, no way. That's pretty funny. I mean, obviously a coincidence, but like still right. really, yeah. really cool. And, and it's certainly enough to, to light the internet on fire. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I love, I love that. Like every time I go there, I see something new that is to me is just so cool. Like I love that stuff. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Citadel Cafe. You can get more information about the show and links to some of the things that Tadpole and I talked about at the citadelcafe.com. Music for the show was composed by Kevin McLeod, and you can email us at the citadelcafe at gmail.com or find the show by name on social media. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, even YouTube. If you have a podcast app, it will show up there. Be sure to leave a review or a comment. It helps the show find new listeners. Word of mouth is the easiest way to support the show. You can tell a friend about the Citadel Cafe and where they can go to listen to it. My name is Joel Duggan. You can find everything I am doing online at joelduggan.com. That includes links to thespawnchunks.com, my podcast about Minecraft. And of course, I'm Joel Duggan on Twitch and social media. Lego on Fridays, Minecraft the rest of the time. And I didn't talk about it today, but I've been exploring a new game called Palea, which is billed as a cozy MMO. A lot of crafting, a lot of fishing, a lot of hunting. But it's got some beautiful game design, and I've been playing that over on Twitch. So if you want to check that out, the VODs are also on YouTube. It's pretty easy to find. Tadpole, thank you so much for being on the show, my friend. This has been a wonderful first outing. I'm looking forward to having you back on again already. And uh, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. I've I, this is a blast. I love it. It's so much fun. I'm glad you had a good time. Another feather in the cap, another skill along with DaVinci right. Resolve, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If people want to find you and, and check out more of the things that you're doing, where can they find you online? You can find me uh, over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tadpole underscore milk underscore. On Twitter, tadpole underscore milk underscore. I love the underscores. And over on YouTube at tadpole milk, all one word, no underscore. You've been listening to the Citadel Cafe, where we are fast, easy, and cheap, but you can only pick two.